0: And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your
1: hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey continues. Welcome back to Flavor Odyssey. I am your host, Randy Griggs. Uh, My trusty sidekick and and co host, Robbie Raz, was unable to join us for tonight. He had a special assignment an emergency case that we had to send him out on immediately. And so I will be joined this evening by none other than the one and only Master Sensei himself. Welcome to Flavor Odyssey, Master Sensei. I am
2: so psyched to be on the show, Randy. In fact I'm (laughs) I'm so excited I brought my trusty sidekick (laughs) Quinn.
3: Everybody's coming out tonight. Quinn Lodidos, yes. Quinn Stefani, <laughs> Quinn Stefani, the mighty Welcome Quinn. To
2: the show, Quinn. Now, thank you know, here's a, here's you. the thing, Randy that you probably don't know. Quinn uh-huh. is a short timer with us. He's going to be moving away at some point. Yeah. And so we just want to soak up every possible <laughs> moment with our buddy Quinn because he's he's he, he's a stalwart, Jordan. He's a stalwart.
0: He's always here, and it's kind of annoying. It's (laughs) Hey,
2: hey, the
3: front door is always unlocked, so I keep showing up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, time out. Mr. Colorado elitis himself. (sighs) Don't tell me you're leaving Colorado, Quinn.
3: I might be in the next couple months. So I'll still be part of CCA,
1: and you won't be, unfortunately. (laughs) 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, whatever adventures come your way, uh, best of luck. My friend. Thank you. Uh, If you're tuning in, please go ahead and hit the share button. Let everybody know what's going on tonight. You are present for the final wild card before we go into the next segment of flavor. We just finished up Chocolatey, did four great pairings uh, for Chocolatey, and tonight we are doing a wild card based on summer cocktails Mm. uh we're gonna go do a round robin talk a little bit uh hear from each one of us see see what we've got going for the pairing tonight um but uh but that's that's what's going on tonight we were off last week we're off next week lots of live coverage we'll talk a little bit about that later in the show as the cigar dojo crew is going to be all together in las vegas at the premium cigar association trade show next week super excited about that but uh but as we always do here on the Wild Cards, we're going to get a little uh, a little bit different and have a little bit of fun. Everybody's got their own pairing. Um, so why don't we go ahead and kick it off? Eric, why don't you tell us what you're pairing with tonight?
2: So uh, tonight we we all have the same cocktail here in the studio. Um, we made a Mai Tai and I'm going to talk right. I'm going to talk a lot about this Mai Tai. Now, if you look closely at that Mai Tai, the uh, floater there. Yeah, you see that floater? Wow, Randy. Yeah. Um that looks nice. That is sort of the key to the Mai Tai. And I'll talk about that uh, mm-hmm. more as we get into the pairing part of the show. But um, the cigars that we're all smoking are different. We thought we would mix it up that way here in the studio. Like, we'd each try a different style type of cigar with the Mai Tai. Um, so I, I'm going with this Liga Pravada, number nine, in the Corona Viva. And let me tell Ooh. you guys... This is the size of Liga 9 that you want to get your hands on. It is so phenomenal. I, I've always liked Liga 9s, but I typically get them like in a Toro or a Robusto. Jack brought over these Corona Vivas, and they've just been blowing us away. They are so good. This is an incredible cigar, and I have a feeling, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I have a feeling it's going to pair nicely with this Mai Tai. Quinn, what did you decide to... Uh, Go with for your my time.
3: So I went with the Luzione's uh, Cigars Privé uh, mm. press in a Corojo wrapper tonight.
2: That's a wise choice. Mm. A little something different. Mm. Jordan, what'd you do?
0: I'm going. haven't lit it up yet. Illusione Epernay 10th Anniversary D'Osta, oh. baby. What made you pick? can't see it.
2: What made you pick that?
0: Um, I was digging through the oven door and it looked
1: good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy um, Griggs, uh, what drink and cigar did you go with tonight?
1: Well, I got to tell you, I'm glad that you asked Jordan why he chose uh, the cigar that he chose, because that's something I wanted to talk a little bit about tonight. And uh, what you'll see, with what I did with my pairing is I did something very specific. It's I am drinking the national beverage of Brazil, oh, the Caipirinha. Uh, and I am... Wait, 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 Back all that up.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> say that again. The what? <laughs>
1: the caipirinha. The
2: caipirinha. How, how do you spell that?
1: Caipirinha. Spelled C-A-I-P-I-R-I-N-H-A. Kaiparinha. Jiminy Christmas. Wow. Yeah, that sounds exactly like it should <laughs> I don't think line. I've ever <laughs>
2: even heard of that, but oui. t- do tell, what, tell us about that thing.
1: So I'll tell you something that I've learned uh, really going through the show uh, is I really... Really appreciate a simple cocktail. Mm, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I love what you guys did there. I saw the picture you posted. Lots of great ingredients. I know the Mai Tai. I love the Mai Tai. Great drink. My my drink has three ingredients. It has cachaca, which is, we're going to talk a little bit about cachaca. Uh, that, that is a, a the national spirit of Brazil. Uh, cane sugar and limes. Wow. Boom, done. That's simple. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a very, very simple drink. It allows the, the spirit to, to really uh, be the showcasing uh, flavor contributor. And uh, like you said, we're going to talk a little bit a bit about Cachaca and, and the Caipirinha and kind of the history of that. But I am pairing that with an amazing cigar that every time I smoke this cigar, I, I think to myself, why don't I smoke this more frequently? I am smoking uh, from Espinosa Cigars, the Laranja oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Reserva. This is in the uh, the five-and-a-half by 54 Vitola. I forget what they call that. It's basically a chunky, uh, chunky Toro, short Toro. Okay. That Robusto, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so, so I, ha- I have some uh, Brazilian elements in both sides of my pairing. Right, As, uh, right. as the Laranja is an all-Nicaraguan bunched cigar wrapped in uh, what, what they lovingly call the Brazilian Laranja it's, uh, it's a very unique and special uh, Habano rapper that uh, that Eric Espinosa has been able to hold on to down um, over the last several years. He gets from Brazil. And at TPE, I was just re-watching the uh, interview that you did, Eric, with Espinosa and uh, really intrigued as to what comes up next week as he uh, shed a little light that uh, that there's going to be a new Laranja um line extension coming out this year as uh, as this wrapper is going to be pretty tough for him to get his hands on. There might be a little bit of a void in the market for these cigars for the next year or two. And so as soon as I heard that, I immediately bought two boxes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I decided I won't be running out in that in that amount of time. <laughs> and, uh, and and so um, I thought it would be a great opportunity to bring back the Kachaka. Again, this is a, a, a spirit that we drank in one of the chocolatey uh, cocktails from the last segment. We didn't really get a chance to get into it so much. We, we um, uh, It was part of the Batida de Coco uh, drink that we all liked very much. But again, it was a, a milk-based uh, uh, cocktail. There's a lot of ingredients. The Cachaca was uh, fairly well-masked. And so I thought this mm. would be a fun opportunity to kind of revisit that, bring that spirit back, but in a cocktail that really showcases it more than uh, than hides it.
0: Right. Now, I knew that Randy was going to be smoking the loranja, even though he didn't tell me he was going to be smoking the Ranja because he texted me and he said, Did you know you misspelled a word in your <laughs> review of loranja from 2014? <laughs> <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> interesting. You were reading my review from 2014. I wonder what you're smoking. So you immediately knew what I was smoking this <laughs> But I now, appreciate the, the constructive feedback. Now, I, you, fixed it.
2: Uh, you did bring up the interesting point that, um, you know, Eric had mentioned to me in that interview that that this rapper, he's having a, a hard time sourcing anymore for the Laranja. And that's a super shame because a Jordan – that was, I think, what our number two cigar of the year when it came out. Yes, yeah,
0: 2014.
2: But if you go back, it probably should have been the number one cigar. That in that,
0: retrospect, in
2: retrospect, yeah,
0: and that happens. I think that know? I think that is
2: the the Espinosa's best
0: cigar. It is. That would be my go to. It in is
2: their portfolio. the now. I always talk about how much I, Randy, how much I love the Habano, and I do. I love the Habano, but when you put those two cigars side to side. Uh, next to each other, uh, the Laranja is, is the better cigar, and it is a phenomenal stick, and it's a shame that um, that particular... Now, uh, Eric uh, sort of hinted that they've found some other sort of wrapper that they'll make like a, a, a line extension, as you mentioned, uh, in that you can go back and look at that interview. He kind of alludes to that, and I've seen the artwork for the, the band. It's oh, a really? little It's a little different. Um, so they're gonna, they'll make something from that, but it is a shame, Randy, because that cigar that you have in your hand is absolutely fantastic. And it's one of those ones where, you know, Quinn, we were talking about this, or actually maybe it was me and Jordan talking about this before the show. I was smoking uh the um uh Cubico. Um from who does that? Who does that? What's
0: uh that's uh syndicato.
2: Syndicato. Anyways, uh make a quick uh point on that is I've had Syndicato's the, the Cubico Sindicato Quinn that have been super, super good. Oh, we were talking about the, the late hour, too. The Davidoff
3: late hour. Yeah, was. two. we
2: were talking about two cigars where, Randy, like, uh, sometimes you smoke it and it seems like it's the best cigar you've ever smoked. Other times you smoke it and, and maybe it's not quite right. The Laranja that you have in your hand, to me, it's always on point.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's funny. You brought up two points uh that that i was planning on bringing up with you uh because you do so frequently refer to that habano from espinosa as a as a reset cigar for you if you're if you're uh having a bad smoking day or your palate just seems off that's a that's a cigar that i I know you go to um and you just have a a special place for it 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 resets your palate but i knew i knew that you preferred this cigar i was (laughs) gonna ask you about that so i'm glad you addressed it but um, but it's, it's funny that you should say that, because because uh, to Jordan's point uh, over the weekend, I was doing a little prep for the show and I pulled up uh, the 2014 original review of the cigar. And it was so funny to me because one of the things that uh, if you go back uh, on CigarDojo.com and uh, check out the review that Jordan had a uh, kind of gushed over the aromatics uh, pre light. And as soon as it comes out of the cellophane, and when I open this up out of the cellophane today, I'm thinking, here we are seven years later, and it is mind blowing how aromatic the cigar is coming out. Like, I mean, uh, all cigars are going to have a little burst of uh, of aroma as you you know kind of push it towards the end of the cello. This one is different, man. This mm. one has this sweet woody notes. Uh, I mean, baking spices are are uh, apparent. Uh, you know in the aroma immediately it really really is um, such a consistent cigar and like you said Eric uh, I'm just kind of I think it's funny you and I kind of both went to the same place this cigar every time you come back to it it doesn't let you down yeah it's it's what you expected I mean even even the texture of the wrapper Jordan used the term uh, paper mache like uh, and and I mean it's it's as accurate of a description seven years later as it was the day you wrote it. Honestly, it's a, uh, a fantastic cigar. Like I said, I, I always wonder why, why I don't smoke this more frequently every time I come across it.
2: So. Yeah, uh, Jordan, uh, um, an interesting story about that uh, cigar is the year that they were coming out with that uh, at PCA.
0: Uh, IPCPR.
2: Uh, yeah, at the time it was IPCPR. Uh, they called us and they said, hey, you know, Eric and, and Eric Jr. and the guys said, come on over to the Circle Bar. That's That used to be where everybody hung out at the Venetian. Mm-hmm. And um, hey, we got something for you. We got something you want to try. And so we, I remember we came, we came running over from Treasure Island. That's where we were staying. We came running over to the Circle Bar across the street. And there's Eric and Eric Jr. And I think uh, whoever else was Hector might have been there at the time. I don't remember. But they handed us the, uh, was it the double Corona of that? Anyways, they handed us the uh, Laranja at the time and we fired it up and just instantly, Randy, like it was one of those ones where like instantly, you know, like, wow, this this is a hit. Like you didn't it doesn't oh. it doesn't take, you know, uh, getting into the second third to make you love that cigar. It's the moment that you like that cigar, you know, like, wow, this cigar's
1: oh. legit. You yeah. yeah, no, that that's fantastic that it's uh, been it's consistent and uh, has stood up through the years and, and we, and we talk about that, you, you know, you just, uh, you just republished an article I, I noticed uh, uh, about um, cigars that you want to go back and retry. You know, we, we focus so much on what, what just came out, what's new, what's limited. And there's so many great cigars, but a lot of them, uh, as, as you said about, uh, you know, late hour or, or another one, sometimes they don't live up to your memories of them. And, you know, and, and I've noticed that a lot in beer over the years. I've had people mm. come to me over the years and ask, like, oh, where do I find this beer? Uh, I can never find it. I've looked everywhere. I drank it on a vacation in the Bahamas. I had met this beautiful, <laughs> you know, woman and we were we whoa, were looking up. Whoa, whoa. Everything <laughs> was perfect in life. And that was the greatest beer I've ever tried. And I need to find it again. And every time I hear those types of stories, I tell them, stop looking. Uh, yeah. Just stop looking. It's not going to be as good as you remember it. You know, it's, it's like there's so much to the psychology of flavor uh, for each of us. And it's so subjective that that it's like, you know, you can't manufacture recreating those situations. Um, and sometimes, you know, just the scenario in which you're imbibing in your drink or your cigar, uh, you know, enhances you know how you perceive the flavor, and and you know this is definitely one of those cigars that I feel like, you know what, as good as you remember it being, the next time you smoke it, it's probably going to be that good again. And you know you can't always say that about cigars. So anyhow, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this one. I'm excited about the pairing. Uh, Randy, Randy, just a, uh, a little bit,
2: a little bit more on that topic. We'll just explore that topic just a little <laughs> bit more, because <laughs> in the studio with with the guy with uh, Jordan and the gang. And maybe you've been in on this, too. I can't remember if you have or not. But we've been we've been formulating in our minds uh, an article coming up. Next year's our 10-year anniversary, mm. uh, Dojo's 10-year anniversary. And one of the things that we'd like to do is go back to all of our top 10 lists that we've had. Because now, after next year, it'll be 10 of them. And re- re-rank them. And people are probably saying in their minds, as I say this, like, well, shouldn't they come out exactly the same? They don't, because for whatever reason, Quinn, a cigar that you loved in 2015 that was somehow grabbed everybody's fancy, um, it, for whatever reason, didn't necessarily stand the test of time. And a cigar that maybe we put at eight, eight or seven or six, like that cigar has developed over the years and stayed strong, and it would be now ranked higher Mm -hmm. and i can't randy i can't totally explain why some of them are that way jordan
0: there's there's the you know some cigars obviously the quality goes down over time some go up over time and then there's also your own palate uh you know you're you're adjusting your you've your palate has grown as well right
1: yeah, no, I mean, we, we, we've uh, touched on some of these topics because uh, I totally agree with what Jordan just said. You know, uh, Robbie and I talk a lot about that in beer when it comes to hops. You know, when Sierra Nevada Pale Ale came out, it was this hugely hoppy beer where today now our palates have developed. More beers have come out to challenge that and to to push the flavor of hops even further. So where now you go back and what used to be a big grapefruit citrus hop character is now fairly uh you know subtle in in, uh, in in uh you know comparison to what's out today we talked about that when we smoked the um, the double a hero from lfd that robbie was literally intimidated by it. he was scared that it was going to be so much <laughs> nicotine that it was gonna like throw him off for the show and it ended up not being as strong as he remembered it because last time he smoked it, it was still, you know, when, you know, it was un- almost unheard of to put two lajera leaves into a single bunch where now, you know, a third right. of everything Robbie smokes probably has two arrow leaves. At in it. At least. Right. Um, yeah. Right. And, and also an- another thing I wanted to point out, you, you know, I, I always I always push on this because it's so similar in beer and, and, I've, and I've always focused on it in my career that like uh, to. Have the same flavor year after year when you're working with an agricultural product literally means changing it every year slightly to be able to match that original flavor because the rain, uh, you know, uh, the rainfall changes the sun hours change the nutrients in the soil can even change the fer- the fertilizer that you use may change from one year to the next and so you you have this kind of moving target that to actually flavor match and to have that consistency of flavor you actually have to you know change your pi- primings uh on on the harvest or and in- and in- the way they develop these blends um and in some cases, maybe even change a, an entire leaf of tobacco to a different, uh, to a different uh, e- either varietal or area. Again, just trying to match and stay consistent with that flavor. And and it kind of reminds me of the Hall of Fame a little bit. And <laughs> maybe that can be a, a topic <laughs> that we we'll talk about later. But and that's our show, everyone. But 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 no, you know when you talk about what makes a Hall of Fame athlete is not only being dominant in your sport or, or or you know for your position but it's longevity it's the amount of time that you can do it there's right. a lot of guys that come out and for one to two years are are phenoms and maybe they they nab an mvp you know while they're at it but then they start having joint problems and they start having back problems and they just can't put together a, a long career necessarily um, and and the the greatest that do it, you know, I've been really into golf lately. I'll probably talk about that a lot more on the show as we go. But um, oh, great! You know, I was watching <laughs> Jack, Jack <laughs> Nicklaus the the other day. This great docu series on him, and that that was what was was incredible was not only how dominant he was as soon as he came out of college, but that twenty years later, the guy's still winning championships. And 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 you know, that's that's one of those things that I think play into the article and conversation that. Uh, that you're having about re-ranking the top, I guess it'd be the top 100 right. cigars you guys have ever, uh, you, you know, placed on this top 10 list for 10 years, um, is that, you know, in that year they may have deserved the placement they got. Maybe they were first place, maybe they're second place, and maybe they deserved it that year. But then quality fell off, or hell, maybe they just went out of business altogether, or. In retrospect, when you really rack and stack them against these other years, when because we know there's there's bumper crop years, they talk right. about that in wine, right? Yeah. It's like there's just years where there was just more great releases in 2019 than there were in 2020. I don't think anyone would would d- d- dispute that in the cigar industry, right? Right. It so if there's a, if there's a cigar,
2: if there's a cigar that might be number four in a really great year. It could theoretically be number one in one of those in,
1: softer in those softer yep. years.
2: Now here's two two ships in the night passing. Two ships in the night passing. Uh, think about like Pliny the Elder, the beer, right? Like there was a time when that was like the the IPA to get, but since oh. then, since then, uh, pallets have changed, and for whatever reason, uh, people wanted more and more and more of that. Uh, juicy or hazy or whatever those flavors were. And so now Pliny the Elder isn't thought of in the same way as like a Juicy Bits or one of these other super good super good beers. So that's sort of thought of as dropping. And then, so then you have like... Uh, The other ship in the night is like a Sober Mesa brulee Mm -hmm. cigar where the year that everybody had it, nobody kind of knew what to think of it. Was it a sweetened tip? Was it not a sweetened tip? But the more it stayed around in the market, the more We keep
0: buying it and smoking it! The
2: more we realized how great it was so that one had a trajectory that kept going up, even Mm -hmm. though it was the same cigar. It took a while for our palates to sort of adjust and understand how good that cigar was, whereas with Pliny, our palates wanted more of it. And so it was almost a victim of its own success because we wanted more of what was good about it. And now it's fallen off the map a bit.
1: Well, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, it, 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 it's, a, it's a great example <laughs> because it was, it was new. It was different. It, it, it gave us this new um, kind of horizon to shoot for. And so mm. many breweries came out with beers trying to chase what Pliny had created and so all of a sudden we went from there's just one beer that tastes like that to, OK, well, now we have a whole variety of breweries making beers that taste like that. And so, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. It, 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 you know, carved the, the path a little bit, but then just became one of the. One one of the people walking down the path. You know when it was all said and done.
2: I, I don't want to put anybody on the spot, so I'll let all of you guys think about this question before we get to Randy's read. Oh. Um, but you can't mention it before um, it happens. Can, can, Gives, can, it <laughs> can, Gives it away. Gives it away. The fun. Can any of you guys, Jordan, Quinn, uh, Randy, can you think of cigars that you, at the time, absolutely loved and just. For whatever reason, over time, now you think of them and you think, God, did I, I really I really liked that, that that much? Like, now I'm not sure that... Or maybe it goes the opposite direction. A cigar that you smoked that you weren't that hot on, and now you think, God, why did I not like it as much? Uh, Jordan, do you have any examples that you can think of that...
0: Right off the bat, I can think of, like, when we were first getting into cigars, we uh, loved that um, Pinar del Rio... Uh, can you think of the name of it? It's oh, right. the, uh, yeah, 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 just yeah. Space. Like, it might have just been Pinero Del Rio Oscuro or something like right. that. Right. That is what it was. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those ones. And now like, that would be like you probably never so I wouldn't even, it wouldn't even touch it, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Uh, any for you, Quinn, that just jump out?
0: So uh,
3: cigars really started for me for the, my first year at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. And I walk in general admission and get handed a giant bag of just random stuff. I don't know what it is. And that's really how it started for me. So I didn't find... A lot of stuff for a long time because it was a onesie, twosie, and I didn't know what I was even smoking. Um, But one thing I wish I would have found earlier is the Herrera Esteli in the Lonsdale. I love that cigar now. I wish I would have found it years sooner. That
2: one's held the test of time for you.
3: I love that. always have a box or so in the house, always smoking them.
2: What about you, Randy? Any any ones that have uh, either faded or uh, elevated over time?
1: You know, not to the extreme that maybe you guys just put out there with the Pinar del Rio. I came in, you know, I found Dojo pretty quick. Uh, you know, there there were a few cigars. Um, I'll leave unnamed, actually, because I, I still like and respect them. But mm. I've moved on from them for sure. Mm. Um, and a lot of them actually were, you know, uh, when I first started buying cigars, I started buying out of the top 25 of uh, Cigar Aficionados. Mm-hmm. And uh, and expected all those cigars to be the most amazing thing I'd ever smoked. And I think in some cases, I convinced myself that it was at first until I found uh, kind of my spot and kind of learned my own palate. Um, at which point I was like, ah, this really isn't for me. But uh, but yeah, none, none that I would name off the off the top because still, uh I never I never smoked like, low-end cigars. Like, I, I've told the story many times. The Davidoff Late Hour was the first cigar I ever smoked. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> so it was I, – I started pretty high and right. stayed up there the whole time.
2: Yeah, you know, that's one of the things about all this, what we're talking about, this uh, topic, is, you know, sometimes you find a certain thing in a cigar, like uh, some sort of salty note or whatever, and maybe you didn't realize that you liked that. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeking that out, and that's how your you kind of your palate can sometimes,
0: you know. And then you find one that has it more of it, and you're like, "Ah, I don't need you anymore." <laughs> yeah,
2: and so like it, things can change uh, based on uh, just and, and releases. You know, like there was a time. Is uh, Jordan? How many times at IPCPR and PCA has there been like the thing? Like there's been like the year that was the Connecticut year, the year oh, that yeah. was the every, Cameroon every year. year. The remember there was the. Um, uh, 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 the sun-grown year. Uh, the sun-grown year. You had the year where it was all uh, way back. It was all the um, uh, San Andreas, uh, Maduro. Like that was like the cigar. So there's been these things, sort of like movements that can, kind of waved through. So your palate has to figure out, like, out of all of those, like, where do I really sit? Like, where do the things that I really like? Me personally, I found that I really like Connecticut's. So I wouldn't have thought that. Mm-hmm. You know, back in 2012, I wouldn't have thought that now I would be seeking out, you know, strong Connecticut's. I, I would never have guessed that. So
3: those are the new genre of My Father's Connecticut's then.
2: Yeah, it is. It's right. the rewrite
3: of Not Your Father's Connecticut.
2: Exactly. And and, and that's, where, that's where I like to live, like in that segment. That doesn't mean I don't love a good Maduro like I'm smoking right now, which this is freaking absolutely killing it uh, for me. But I, you know... I remember, Randy, I accidentally got... I went to buy a a five-pack of um, Ortega Serie d Maduros, right? And I ordered them from Smoke In, and they sent me the natural instead by mistake. Accidentally sent me the natural, a five-pack. And I I called Smoke In. I said, hey, you guys sent me the wrong five-pack. This is way back, like right when the Siri-D first came out, the Ortega Serie d And I wanted that Siri-D Maduro because it was sort of like a... Um, it tasted to me as similar to a 64, mm-hmm. a Padron 64. Okay. So that's what I was trying to get. And so they said, yeah, yeah, we'll send you another five-pack, the right one, but you can just keep that five-pack. And I was oh, that's like, pretty ah, cool. okay, whatever. Yeah. I'll just keep it. And I went camping in South Dakota, and I smoked that natural Siri D Ortega. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. There's, I'm not mad about this. There's something about this that I wasn't expecting and that put me on a whole new trajectory, a different trajectory of trying to find that flavor again—that nutty, salty, nutty flavor.
0: Well, I would say the most recent uh, example of this is uh, Perdomo. You know, for the longest time, we kind of just smoked one here or there and just thought, "Uh, they're you know big, a big brand, but you know, I don't, I don't know if it's for me." But that's that's one of my just in my wheelhouse now. That's something I smoke. Multiple times a week.
2: Yeah, it was when we had that age twelve year one in in oh. Philadelphia, and we were just like, "Wow, like this is freaking incredible!" <laughs> right.
0: You know, so that's in the kind of the opposite direction. So, well,
2: so we've been waxing poetically, Randy, about yeah. this, but uh, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, let's let's hear a little bit about your pairing, at least at this stage. How, what are you thinking?
1: Well, well, first I wanted to say that you know that last thing you guys were just talking about the whole Perdomo and stuff. It actually reminds me. I wanted to talk about something tonight. Brandy! 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 Brandy's friends! Brandy's friends! We wouldn't be able to keep the Odyssey going without the unparalleled support of our sponsors. How else would I be able to keep starting new hobbies that distract me from posting on Dojoverse? None of it would be possible without Drew Estate. We're both proud and honored to have Drew Estate as a partner on this journey. I personally, humbly ask you to revisit the last time you tried a Drew Estate cigar and light one up today and think they're the reason that you get this wonderful content from Cigar Dojo. Head to drewestate.com and check out everything in their portfolio and find out when their next event is as they continue to completely change the way that consumers engage cigar manufacturers and experience the rebirth of cigars. One of the best Drew Estate retailers in all the country is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey the one and only smoke in you'll never have a bad experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within florida's largest walk-in humidors drop by any one of their 11 brick and mortar locations or visit them online at SmokeIn.com today very nice mm-hmm.
3: nicely done nicely very done nice it was
0: all right i like, I like, I like I liked go it go over the
1: top just keep it you know <laughs> Yeah. Keep it all. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but but no you know what i, I got to say you know i was watching a, another podcast totally no. out of out of the industry it was a it was a sports thing oh. and and they made they made a point to say you know what if you like the show if you like what we do if you tune in every week support our sponsors that that that, that is an that's an honest thing we do not Again, just like we were talking about with this Laranja, we miss so many great cigars because we're so busy chasing down the new thing that we don't even know if we're gonna like that much. There's so many great cigars in the Drew Estate portfolio. I go back to that humidor, Time and time and time again throughout the week, I've got several humidors. My the, my favorite brands have their own boxes, and Drew Estate is obviously one of the biggest boxes in my collection. And there is so much to go through, and uh, and actually that'll be uh, some of the content that uh, that I hope to bring uh, next week as we talk about PCA and we talk about the new releases coming up. I, I read something recently that uh, that line extensions is going to be a big focus this year, as obviously uh, you know we're coming out of this pandemic. And uh, there, there were some difficulties that manufacturers uh, had to go through, and, uh, and 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 I think you know uh, Drew Estate does as good, if not better, of a job than any other cigar manufacturer in having these really clean, clear, understandable, identifiable line extensions in the Herrera Esteli line. You know what to expect. You know you know that it's going to be quality. If you haven't tried them all but you like one or two, you know, uh, as, as Quinn was just mention, mentioning that Habano uh, has really stood the, the test of time. But have you tried the Broadleaf? Have you tried the the uh, San Andreas? Have you tried these other ones that, that come out within that line? I think it's really like fun to look at the portfolios of the different um, manufacturers and, and see how many of them are even all that Customer friendly to be able to understand what that is, what it's comparable to, what it's following after, and 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 not to knock any manufacturers, because some of the great ones don't have an understandable portfolio at that's, all. That's, that's for that's sure. The truth. That's the truth. <laughs> Perdomo is another one. Like, like as soon as you said twelve years, it's like, well, yeah, if you're going around every day, you know, and you think of lot twenty three as Perdomo, then you know you're you're probably missing out on their high end. Uh, portion of their portfolio you know that 12 year uh vintage line is, is some of the best cigars i've ever smoked literally yeah you know uh, randy
2: and- randy that's such a great point we've we, we talk about this in great detail uh jordan and i go over and over like there are and uh, to, to not uh, point out any brands but there are some major 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 brands that have they put out a certain cigar with a certain name in a year and it's like where does it fit like what, what is right. what's the narrative of the cigar it just has yes. this different name has a different spanish name like okay there's a different <laughs> spanish name like why why should i smoke it like i think that ultimately if you if you if you take it all the way to one side you've got like Padron that has like the most simple under, sort of understandable line like and that's it's sure. probably one of the reasons that they are you know, who they are, right? Like, you have the 1,000 series, and then it goes to the 64, and then 26, and then the Family Reserve line. It It just makes... It makes so much sense, right? Yes. And then you have other major brands uh, that sell gazillions. (laughs) I
1: know know we're 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 both thinking (laughs) of the exact same brand.
2: That you have (laughs) no no idea. Exact
1: same band. You don't know what's (laughs) different from one to the other. It's
0: It's (laughs) always the same blend. Just uh, changes (laughs) the the shade of the wrapper. And that makes it tough.
2: Like I think that does make yes. it hard for consumers to. And that doesn't mean the cigars are bad. They might be fantastic, but it does. But no, I think I think but we I th- would all th-
1: say that they they're fantastic. They're absolutely fantastic. You just don't know what they are.
2: <laughs> no, and I think that's true.
3: I think if you you're putting the same band on a lot of stuff, it, it's hard to denote what the difference is right. Whether you're new to that brand or especially you've been smoking you, it for a while, especially
2: Quinn, if you walk into a humidor and yeah. you don't, you're not paying attention to. Cigar media and, exactly. and or seeing right. the press releases, you just you're walking into a humidor. You're just a guy who wants a cigar, like that. And that makes it harder. With some of the brands, like say uh, Perdomo and Padrone, you can really see sort of like the the progression. Like okay, yeah. like all right, I, I think I want to I want to go right in the middle of this brand because mm-hmm. I want to spend this amount of money. So I'll go right in the middle. So I like that. I I. I really do appreciate when a brand sort of makes it understandable for me as a consumer when I walk in yeah, to sure. a humidor.
3: Well, and I think Perdomo especially just knocked out of the park with that. With the way that they put their product on shelves, it's very well organized. It's very well laid out. It's really simple to know what you're getting into with that brand.
1: Absolutely. Um,
3: uh, all right, boys. Yeah, no,
1: I, I like that term that you used, the progression, because... You know what? Uh, I'm not going to price shame anybody here. You know, sometimes you want a cheap cigar. You, you, you think about it. You want to you're not sure if you're, you're going to finish it. And to understand like what that means within this brand, family and portfolio, I think is like, like you said, it just makes it more comfortable. It's also in some cases where it's a higher end brand, uh, it makes it more intimidating when you're talking about like 20 plus dollars cigars. And you don't know which is which, or which one is the one that people, you know, you know, are going crazy over. Like you said, if you're not following the media, then then it's harder to justify those higher dollar spends. Also, if if you're not even sure that this is like, am I buying the best one? You know.
2: Now, boys, Anyhow. if you guys are uh, following along on Facebook uh, with us, and you do have a summertime cocktail, we'd love to uh, hear. A, p- go ahead and post what you guys. Uh, chose. So tonight's wild card was hey, it is summer. It's it's about ready to be like 100 degrees Quinn tomorrow. Yeah,
3: yeah it's going to be a little toasty It's going to be a
2: little toasty here in Colorado. Finally, geez, the mo- all of June was a dis- freaking disaster. It was rainy and cold. Quinn had his birthday party and we were literally wearing uh, coats and blankets. It was that cold. Finally, <laughs> Quinn, the, the, we're getting some summertime weather and now <laughs> is when we have these summertime drinks mm-hmm. and As far as the uh, Mai Tai, now, I picked Mai Tai, Randy, because way back in the day, uh, my dad's brother, Carl, he lived in uh, Granada Hills, California, not too far from you, a little south of you. Um, He was the only member of my family on either side that I can remember that smoked cigars, and he always had a Mai Tai in his hand, like always, always. And he was totally an alcoholic. I mean, there's no question about it. The dude was. But
3: there's juice in there, so it's healthy.
2: But but there is some juice in there, so it's healthy. And I loved Carl. He was the greatest guy in the world. He always had a mai tai, and so I thought, you know what? Tonight I'm going with a mai tai. What do you think of the mai tai as a a cigar pairing Quinn so far? I think it's an interesting
3: pairing so far. Um, it, you, you know that pineapple juice brings that sweet kind of tartness to it. Um, and it's just super refreshing for as, as warm as yep. it is out today. This is actually, I think, the first Mai Tai I've ever had. And I'm definitely what? not disappointed. I know. I know.
0: But <laughs> I'm definitely not disappointed by it in any means. It's it's delicious. What do you now,
2: think, Jordan? Patrick
0: your... Larkin said he's doing a pineapple and Malibu rum, and I just don't believe that. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> Pat- Patrick, no, I know you're lying because no I know there's doing... no Malibu rum in that house. <laughs> like, I know that. Come on now. We all know that. <laughs> um. You know, like, uh, Mai Tai is one of those drinks, like, I know I've had it, but I don't, I can't recall, I would never order it. I can't recall ever ordering it, <laughs> but this is, this is pretty dang good. <laughs> now,
2: R- Randy, I wanted to talk a little bit about this drink, because uh, it is kind of an interesting drink. Um, so, uh, Mai Tai has pineapple juice in it, uh, which you might imagine, and white rum. It also has uh, freshly uh, squeezed lime juice, but then there's this one ingredient... And I can't even say the name of it. It's a type of it's a type of simple syrup that has almond flavor in it. And it's like Osha's or Oshars or it's yeah. like O O J A R T. Randy, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Okay, O J is. It's O-J. French it's, it's French. But you can't. Oh, it's, French. it's it's very difficult to <laughs> get it. Randy's from France. It's Come very on. it's very difficult to get it. So you can also replace it, Randy, with uh Di which has the almond ah almond yes. note in it. So that's what we did. We replaced it with Serono. It also has Contro in it, so it has the orange liqueur, and then you put a floater on top, which is the dark rum. So this is a drink that takes Ooh. light and dark rum, but the dark rum is just the floater.
0: But we went two dark rums, well, baby. Yeah,
2: we did cuz we didn't we didn't have light rum. And so Randy, I put Diplomatico as nice. the as the floater. And a little bit of orange bitters, uh, just because we put bitters Ooh. in everything.
1: I, I was gonna say, I was literally <laughs> thinking about adding bitters to mine, just just for you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, but what I like about drinks like this, Quinn, Jordan, and Randy, I like um, uh, mojitos and these kind of drinks that are are different. You know, they have yeah. layers. And so, like, right now, I'm sort of getting into maybe more of the pineapple-y flavor of yeah, the drink. Yeah, kind of a
3: little heavier so it settles a little and bit. And that
2: makes it kind of fun. Like, it, it evolves as you drink. Maybe it's a little different from where you started. Mm-hmm. And uh, at first, you taste a lot of that Diplomatico sweetness. But now we're sort of getting into maybe more of the citrus part of the drink. And um, so, if you if you do make Mai Tais, uh, consider getting the De I think I actually think that... It adds a lot to it. Like the DiSerrano is very good. Now DiSerrano well, has have nothing
0: to compare to, but no. it is good.
2: It's it's yeah. super good and super refreshing. But I'm not, r-
0: I'm not mad about this drink at all. No, uh,
2: <laughs> Randy, how how uh, say the name of your cocktail one more time for us? This is the Caipirinha. The Caipirinha. Tell caipirinha. us.
1: Caipirinha. I love Portuguese. It's now, Randy, it, it sounds
2: it. it sounds to me like the Caipirinha could wow. be. Not like a mojito as far as flavor goes, but like a mojito in the sense that it could be a really nice palate cleanser
1: as you smoke your cigar. Okay. I actually came up with the perfect analogy to describe this drink to someone who's never had it. Um, you don't have to cover your ears, Eric, but Uh-oh. if 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 a mojito and a margarita met <laughs> and, and had a baby <laughs> <laughs> They'd have a caparinha baby. Ah, I like that.
0: Yeah, it, I don't know yeah. if that was necessary.
1: I like I like that a lot. It was it was, it was uh, I, I only had to use the verbiage Jordan because it's a pineapple express uh quote. But uh, uh, no that that's literally like what i get from this because i was thinking about going mojito but we've done mojito on a on a right. previous wild card so i didn't want to i didn't want to duplicate that but i do love that drink and i also love margaritas and this really is kind of somewhere in between the margarita and a mojito it doesn't okay. have the mint from the mojito and it doesn't have the the uh the cointreau of the uh margarita and so it, it's it's just very lime forward it's it's refreshing uh, it's totally inappropriate now that I've tried these both to call um, to call cachaca simply uh, Brazilian rum though that is what it's most commonly thought of as and referred to as because they both come from a distillate made from uh, cane sugar product oh. uh, uh, fermentation the big distinction and this is you know you know for some people, maybe you don't care, but for me, I actually uh, spent a lot of time in Mexico. I spent a lot of time around uh, uh, an area where cane sugar is such a, a prominent agricultural product that you see it in everything. And um, pioncillo, panocha, or molasses is the byproduct of refining sugar. It's, it's basically the impurities of sugar. They get sloth, slothed off in the process. So it's it's, uh, it's very caramelly. It's kind of charred kind of flavor to it, uh, molasses is. Uh, most of you guys should know what molasses tastes like. The the difference between rum, so rum is made from molasses. And, and so that's a byproduct of the refining process. With Kachaka, they don't, don't use a byproduct. They actually use fresh sugarcane juice. So they actually have to use like the fresh product to make this. So it's a little bit cleaner a little bit brighter uh it's not nearly as sweet because you don't have that um that charred caramelization uh process that ends up uh leading to molasses which just lends to longer sugar chains and uh <laughs> and uh and and leads for a much more sweet product this is much less sweet than most of the rums that we would ever drink uh, and and got a little bit more of a bright citrus note to it and I was looking for uh, some of that, you know, it's something that, that has been talked about Laranja forever is it uh, is that there's this, uh, this psychology to, you know, talking about it being orange and the, co- the color of the band being orange, the color of the rapper being orange, that people get this orange creamsicle uh, characteristic that just isn't there. It just isn't. Um, but, uh, I, I saw that, that Jordan had referenced a, a, a slight citrusy note to this cigar. Habano wrapper can have some citrusy character. So I was looking for a kind of an echoing citrus, which I think I got pretty uh, resoundingly. I think uh, the, the that super citrus character coming from the Caparina actually did bring out some citrusy from, from the cigar that went really, really nicely. Um, and you know what? It's 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 about that time anyways. I'm going to go ahead and and, and just uh, roll roll on with this and say that the intensity of the of the and the laranja were right on point. Neither one of them rolled over each other. There was great harmonies and and uh, and flavor echoing going on with with uh, with the sweetness with the citrusiness. And this is an absolute thumbs up pairing. Oh. If you guys want want to find a, a poolside pairing this summer, uh, that's just gonna You know, enhance your overall afternoon. Try the Laranja while you can still get it. And uh, Caparinha, I recommend it highly. Hey, uh, before we rate our
2: um, pairings, Randy. I want to ask you a little bit about margaritas because for some reason, margaritas get a kind of a bad rap as far as a yeah, I
0: got made fun of for about five years straight. Cause I drank a margarita. Once. Fra-
2: who, 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 what was that?
0: Um, <laughs> Fernando. Fernando Espinosa uh,
2: national sales rep always made fun of Jordan. Cause he liked margaritas. Now me personally, I love margaritas and I like them with a cigar. Same I am. Yep. Um, I like them in a bus. I like them on a train. I like them. I, I, I like a margarita with a cigar. Um, Randy, do you? You said you really liked a margarita. Um, why do you think that that is a drink that gets a bad rap as far as a cigar pairing?
1: Well, I think because it's so. Um, extreme in the citrus category that it doesn't necessarily go well with every cigar. I I don't necessarily think that I would be in a hurry to pair a Maduro with a margarita, Um, but, but uh, a a natural Habano wrapper um, that, you know, is going to have some more subtle uh, spicy characteristics. I think the acidity of the margarita actually does a really good job of cleansing the palate and kind of resetting things. It's a little bit bright and sharp, so you have to take a couple puffs to kind of mellow that down. But I, but I honestly think it gives you a really clean palate to to taste again some of the lighter, more nuanced flavors of a lighter, a uh, shade cigar, because uh, you know you know when we talk about the beers and wines as we've done, and some of the heavier spirits and, and darker spirits, um, some of that lays on your palate. It, it kind of uh, congests. The, the lanes of nuanced flavors to where you're not picking up the subtleties of cinnamon necessarily when you're drinking it with a stout, right? right. It, it, it's, it's just going to kind of overwhelm the palate where I think um, lighter citrusy drinks like a margarita do a great job as a, as a palate. Uh, cleanser, right. and allows you to go in with a clean palate and taste some of those lighter flavors out of the cigar again. Yeah. So whoever made fun of you, Jordan, they're Cuban. It's it's not their yes, fault. That's <laughs> so what it was. Wired. Well, and I was I ordered <laughs> it
0: at a Mexican restaurant. Like we're having Mexican food. You got to have a margarita. It's appropriate.
2: But Randy, I think that you you're hitting upon the right answer, which is. Pretty much all of the citrusy cocktails or citrusy drinks, Quinn, that you could have with cigars, those you're typically you're typically not pairing that because you're gonna have some uh, uh, what do you call that, Randy? A complimentary pairing. Right. You're 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 having those citrusy drinks like this particular one as just a um, you have your cigar, you taste all the nice spice, the nice chocolates and whatnot. Then you have a drink. That sort of clears out the palate. gives it, it's a nice fresh feel to it, and then you have your cigar again. Unlike when you have, like, say, a imperial stout, right, with a uh, Maduro, where you're looking for them to like bounce off each other, or like a coffee with a, you know, that kind of a cigar.
3: So I think my plan with all of this information now is Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. All I'm drinking is margaritas all day. Boom. Between every <laughs> cigar, palate cleanse. Just have a giant Nalgene full yeah, of margarita. Baby. All day.
2: I can't think of a reason why that would be a bad plan. I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, it sounds great. It sounds there's great. There's no reason. There's no reason. <laughs> well, it sounds, I'm, like
1: I'm, a, it sounds like a winning plan to me. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> a margarita doesn't
0: have to be like this. This insanely juicy. Like so many restaurants you go to, it's just like almost all juice, and you, it just seems like a sugar yes. rush to your brain, a headache kind of a thing. Uh, sure. but you, you can make a margarita as like an actual classy cocktail where you know the ac- the good tequila is the focal ingredient rather than just being overloaded with just a bunch of juice right
2: no absolutely and um uh so jordan as far as this mai tai goes with your cigar let's get into right. what you think uh how this pairing is going for you
0: i think this is grade a pairing like uh the, you know the body of the cigar is medium it, it the body of the two pair nicely um in this size, this is the 10th anniversary one, so it's. A l- I feel like it has a little more body to it than the regular Epernay. Um, and I. if if we're just talking about the cigars, I would probably just take a regular Epernay over this um, in, like, a Lonsdale size. I think that usually has a nice – a little more brightness to it, whereas this 10th anniversary is a little more robust than I'm used to in the Epernay. And, uh, but it's got this tangy note to it that has a hook with the drink perfectly. Mm. Um the cigar is mostly, like, um, citrus and uh, cedar and, and, the, and that tanginess and maybe even a little bit of toffee. Uh, but that, it's that kind of tangy note that goes really well with the drink. Um, it, for, as far as the drink goes, I would tone down the pineapple, a quiche, if I was doing mm-hmm. it again. I feel like it's a little overwhelming. But outside of that, it's a great pairing.
2: So you're, I, I almost feel like you'd be saying it would be a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quinn, uh, real quick with your uh, Illusioni, uh, what do you think with the the pairing of the Illusioni and the Mai Tai?
3: I think it's an interesting pairing because the Illusioni is mild to medium at best, so it's it's getting overrun a little bit by the Mai Tai. Okay. It does have a little bit of that spice and like creamy, leathery note to it, but it's the Mai Tai kind of coats the, the palate a little bit, so it kind of s- subdues it. Um, but overall, I enjoy it.
2: Now, if you if I was going to say, hey, Quinn, what, what should you have paired that cigar with? What would you have leaned towards? What do you think would be better?
3: I don't know. I think I think uh, a medium plus. Um, so maybe even like uh, the Aladino, just the original Aladino might have been pretty solid. Um, even maybe a Charter Oak Broadleaf mm. bring a little bit more of that heavier spice peppery notes to it, I think would kind of help balance a little bit closer to the uh my tie for me
2: all right uh i will say uh, uh part of this uh thumbs up for me and it's going to be a thumbs up the part of the problem here is this cigar i think would pair pretty much uh quinn with literally any drink yeah. <laughs> that i could have picked tonight like i could have i could have picked like a, uh uh a, A truly seltzer, and it would probably have been. (laughs) It would probably have been good. Like I hate to say that, like a White Claw or something. Like this cigar is so good. It's one of the few. um, It's one of the few Maduro cigars that's thick and rich that I really want to like. Just bring in the smoke a little bit into my lung, just a tad, and then and then and and then you know uh, retrohale it. Get the full experience. Get the full experience off of it. I don't typically do that with the Maduro. That's usually, I reserve that, uh, Randy, for like Connecticuts and Habanos and stuff where you almost breathe in just a little bit into your lungs just for a, a split second and then you retrohale it. This cigar, I can do that all night long because it's got full on chocolate notes. And I think that chocolate and orange go very well oh together. Yeah. And there are orange notes in this drink, this Mai Tai. So the chocolate and the orange together just make for an. Absolutely smashing pairing! I give this an en- th- enthusiastic Jordan thumbs up from me. Like mm. this is, to me, it's it's a super amazing pairing. Home so home run right there. It's a home run. So I think I almost feel like. If I were to uh recap, it seems like Quinn is kind of like this.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm middle of the road on
0: this. It's, it's real close. Th- we don't allow those anymore.
2: Jordan is sort of like <laughs> this a little bit. I'm like this 100% and Randy is on his he's sort of like this 100% on I
1: his. I feel like
0: I'm actually 100%. I said it was a great a pairing. Okay, it's, all right. It's a thumbs up. You did
1: you did say to tone down the pineapple would make it better though. Yeah, to, yeah. to Eric's point. But but that, you can it,
0: always make it, you can always make any pairing better.
1: All right. sure well well I think it's interesting because uh, you know what that recap tells us Eric is uh, he's pretty uh, staunchly uh, you guys are drinking a fairly sweet beverage right you got right. The, the the dark rum on there on the floater you got dark rum in it you have the pineapple juice you got a lot of sweetness it is gonna take something with some body with some some fortitude of flavor to be able to cut through that now I was it was easier for me because I had a a lighter Uh, intensity drink uh, that was a little bit brighter. And so it makes a ton of sense to me that the the league of nine ends up being the kind of favorite. And even the Epernay, which has some of that Corojo sweetness uh, uh, there led to it. Um, And so I I think to me that speaks to intensity And, and, and matching the intensity is the paramount thing that you need to get right in a pairing to be able to enjoy both elements but um, but we made it all the way through the show kind of here without talking at all about PCA. So I did want to throw out a couple things. We leave tomorrow. Um, <laughs> we do leave tomorrow. Very exciting. Uh, Robbie and I haven't told Eric this, so I, I hope oh, we have God. his permission. Uh, we, 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 we uh, Robbie and I have some some live uh, uh, ideas for the show. We uh, I had originally said that I was going to announce tonight what the next four pairings of Flavor Odyssey are going to be for the next segment. But because we have a little bit of time since we're taking next week off, as we'll be out of town, Um, we're all going to be together. So Robbie and I uh, decided we wanted to come on together. We're going to do a live this week from Las Vegas. Cool. We're going to do a walk around the dojo compound. And uh, we're going to have a a base camp live, if you will. And uh, we'll, we'll show you guys the digs where we're staying at there in Vegas. And we will announce at that point in time what the next segment is, what the pairings are. Okay. And that should still give you everybody plenty of time to get your orders in and make sure that you have the, uh, the cigars on hand uh, for the next four shows. But we're super excited. This will be the first time since July of 2019, Eric, that the four of us were all together covering the trade show. How do you feel about that? so uh, how do I feel about PCA so I,
2: I've heard you know I've heard rumblings uh, about the you know the lack of participation from retailers I don't know if they're true or not I really don't know like people have sent me like some private messages and this and that so I kind of don't know what it's it's gonna be like um, I'm hoping for the best I'm preparing for the worst uh, is that yeah. fair yeah um, I know that for sure. Our house is going to be super cool. It's a crack house, which is very, very cool. We'll be staying at a crack house. Um, so when you when you show everybody around, it'll be super cool. No, it's it'll be a nice. It'll be a ni- I, I, sp- I spent double, Quinn. I spent double wow. on this house just. They because... They didn't even ask you to. Just you because just because, <laughs> because Ra- Randy Randy wanted a pool so badly that I <laughs> you- I literally spent a thousand dollars extra on the house just to get Randy a pool. So, Randy, I hope you're... That's awful nice of you. I
1: hope (laughs) hope that every day my behavior and attitude exhibits my true appreciation for what you do to, uh, you know add those extra little perks and, and luxuries uh, to the team I would I, do... I would have stayed at a tiny house but no 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 right. no no well, was...
3: but here's the curveball jokes on Randy they drained the pool before you guys got there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'll pull one of those little plastic kitty pools down in there and <laughs> oh. throw the garden hose in for you <laughs> oh, nah,
2: it's I'm good that, Randy what Randy what are your expectations of uh... well you
1: know I, I think you know for our audience it, it's gonna be irrelevant what the uh what the retail uh engagement is i'm excited about it i think you know we, we we got a chance to see um you know a baby version of this uh last month in las vegas with tpe this is this is our show right tpe is a shared thing it's you know you know we, we have the alternative products and everything this is our show this is right. premium cigars um this is what we do every year i'm super excited to be there with the industry, there was uh, there were some uh, major people that we would have loved to have seen that that uh, that were holdouts on um, on TPE. Is everything still reopening? I think we're finally there to where everyone's going to be comfortable. Everyone's going to be ready to go. Um, we're going to be smoking cigars. We're going to be walking around. We're going to be talking to people. I'm trying to do my best to shed my my overall fear of interviews and camera time. <laughs> and so uh, uh, you you know I, I, I had some little bit rough moments i'll be honest at tbe but i hope to you know continue to surge out Ro- Ro- Robbie raz is still our uh, our front man for our team as i'll be behind the camera primarily but you know you you, you never know i might uh, come up with some fun content and get in front of the camera and, and i'm looking forward to that looking forward to seeing everybody and uh and, and honestly i feel like there were some releases that uh, were planned to happen last year that got held up um and so I'm, I'm kind of hoping for a little bit of a bumper year in releases that, uh, you know, some companies might have had an extra year to fine tune and, and figure out their go to market strategies that we'll be able to uh, announce and let everybody know about. So please tune in. Check out what's going on with your favorite manufacturers. They're all going to be there. Well, the Majority of them are going to be there, and and we're going to be covering it, talking to them, and asking them the questions. And uh, I'm super super excited about it. I've got three suitcases filled oh, already, geez. ready Jeez. to go. <laughs> I, I called the airport, get my my wheelchair ready. I need an extra little cart <laughs> uh, for my extra suitcases. This freaking uh, guy. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> now,
2: Randy, it should be noted to everybody that's watching. Uh, the Cigar Dojo PCA coverage will be brought to you by. Drew Estate, oh. the rebirth what? of cigars. So that's going to be exciting. It's the first time oh. ever that uh, our, uh, normally we just.
0: Yeah, why don't we get this stuff sponsored more Normally often? we just sponsor <laughs> it ourselves.
2: But this year we were like, you know what? Like, uh, I think this year is the year that uh, our, our coverage is so good, Quinn.
0: Yes. that It,
2: it should be sponsored. So uh, we're excited to have Drew Estate on board. They'll be sponsoring all of our live videos. We'll be doing live videos on Facebook and YouTube live at the same time. A lot of guys, A lot of guys
0: aren't Facebook guys now. So. They can just yeah. watch on yeah. on YouTube live. So we're super excited about
2: that. that. We'll be we'll and Jordan play. will be leaving at two uh, forty Denver time tomorrow. Can't wait. We'll be looking forward to that. Um, now, folks, uh, we will not have a smoke light live this Friday. Obviously, we'll be in. Um, In Vegas, Uh, but the very next Friday, we'll be having a PCA uh, recap show, which will be fun. Coop will be on. Hopefully, Randy will be on. Maybe Robbie will be on, uh, if we can get those guys on. And uh, we'll have a a recap what we saw and how it all went down. That'll be uh, not this Friday, but the the next Friday. Randy, uh, please put that on your calendar if you can. We'd love to have you on that show. Um, So that'll be fun. And as far as... um, Everything else goes, uh, it all starts really Friday. Like, that's when when everything really gets rock and roll, there's a big uh, Espinosa, Ace Prime, Crown Heads um, pre-party on Friday night that will start, and then, boom, Saturday. Saturday starts the coverage, man. That's when it all really gets rocking and rolling.
3: I'm looking forward to this coverage. Yeah. There's been some press releases coming out from different brands and stuff, and dojo has been posting some stuff. So I'm really looking forward to these releases coming yeah.
2: out. And one of the one of the exciting ones, folks, is Sarsaparilla. <laughs> Sarsaparilla. The uh, the uh, all right, thank you, Jordan. The uh, the OG <laughs> Sarsaparilla is coming back as a national release. So make sure if you want to get your hands on the OG Sarsaparilla, to to talk to your local uh, tobacconist, your favorite tobacconist, tell them, hey. Order some sarsaparilla PCA, baby, because uh, that is available to anybody uh, in the entire industry. So we're super excited about that one. Uh, that'll be probably one of the first things that we bring to you Saturday morning is uh, talking about sarsaparilla, showing you the box and how it looks and all that kind of stuff. So I uh, look forward to that. Uh, Quinn, thank you for being on the show Absolutely. tonight. Absolutely. Thanks
3: for having me. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks, Randy.
2: It was fun having, <laughs> having the Quinn Meister. Bye. We- we're gonna real pleasure. We're gonna be so <laughs> bummed if and when you don't show up on every Wednesday, Friday night. I think, I think. Well,
3: it'll just be a ghost in the night. I'll just stop returning <laughs> your texts and calls yeah. and block you on sort
1: Facebook. Sort of like an
2: Irish goodbye. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll we'll just Skype uh. him right onto the air. Right right off of his FaceTime uh, on his cell phone. There then you be, go. You know, he'll be watering the, the lawn and we'll we'll just bring you on the air <laughs> yeah. unannounced. See how yeah. it goes.
2: He'll be, yeah, uh, be at
1: some sort of oil well in Louisiana.
3: Yeah, the turlet. Doing <laughs> doing a Southern man things. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, Randy, you want to take us on out? Uh Yeah. I don't have a fancy uh, pants uh, out- outing for like Robbie Raz, but I got to say I'm excited about next week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Join us all week next week for PCA coverage with Cigar Dojo and on our return back for the next segment of Flavor Odyssey. Be good to each other. We'll see you next week. There we go.